Hello and welcome to Sitcom Geeks. I'm James Carey. I'm Dave Cohen. And we are doing a special episode this time about the writer's room window, which is closing very soon. And uh, the BBC are, are looking for new writers and your script is a way of getting the BBC's attention. But the window is closing soon. Um, they're already leaning towards the handles and they're starting to close it. That's right. Um, but wonderfully, yeah, that's right. But wonderfully, Dave has been giving lots and lots of advice to our faithful listeners and readers uh, on our Patreon page, uh, sort of talking through it from, as the Americans call it, soup to nuts, uh, which always sounds quite rude to me. Um, I think it's just the nuts thing that does it for me. Um, and uh, so so that's what we're going to think about today, is just getting your script as good as it can be, uh, that so that when you've sent it off, you've done all you can to make it as good as you can be. But we're going to go back to the soup, and uh, Dave, why don't you kick us off with how you've been starting these uh, these posts and what advice that you're you're giving okay well um if you're still looking at a blank page now then uh obviously it's a little bit scary um but still salvageable i would say at this stage if you've been thinking about stuff and mulling uh for the last sort of three or four weeks i've been trying to do uh something that's kind of chronological but um as as i keep saying um everything is connected to everything else but um we will start by you know going right back to the beginning and and um even if you've you've written your first draft now and you're going back and looking at it uh these are all relevant questions so uh, the the starting point for your idea is it uh is is it an original idea but but is there familiarity there so you're not just necessarily looking to be the most original person around but you're looking for something that people recognize but you have this twist on it so yes also you could do a you could do a a comedy about a female vicar who's arrived in a village um but it would have to be a very different kind of village and a very different kind of female vicar to geraldine from the vicar of dibley and it would be now anyway wouldn't it if you think about what 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 would be uh what what would that show be in 2018 compared to what it was 20 25 years ago um you know what what, i think about what what a village would be now and uh, i suppose in a sense you get you get this country really so you that the, the yeah. vicar is one of the main characters in in this country yes and indeed in fact, i watched one last night and it was hard it was encouraging to see a vicar that actually resembles a vicar in real life oh i'm glad uh, you said so, that uh, <laughs> going back going back to our last episode uh where we said i said you know christianity is often represented on tv looks nothing like how i experience it but this vicar he wasn't wearing a dog collar for example right. which is quite common for vicars um but yeah so although obviously he's a comedy vicar um it was i just thought oh yeah i totally believe that that's a vicar so that's that's good yes uh, uh, actually you could look at this country and say well it's a, it's an update of last of the summer wine uh, to some extent yes um so <laughs> so everything you yeah. know even though it's probably one of the more original shows that has uh, come on uh, tv in the last for five or ten years you you can see the dna that that is in it and that that leads to the thing that we've talked about we you you and i have both talked about a lot you know why why are you writing this and and why are you writing it now yeah and that's yeah, very important you know, yeah and if you've got unique insight you really should make the most of it and show the fact that you know how this how this um world works and how these characters tick and all that kind of stuff so yeah um so yeah, this is all um, 
sort of deeply philosophical stuff, but it really does make your script stand out if it feels like there's a new voice here, because that is what the BBC are looking for. The writers' room are not looking for a show to develop. They're looking for writers to develop. They're looking for voices to develop. So you really want a script that's going to show off your voice as well as your technical ability. Um, so, So, yeah, just think about the insights that you have and how a script can make that really clear. And, and, and it is a complex thing. I have, uh, I think it's in on uh, day six of the blogs that I've written about what what is your voice, uh, and it is an it's uh, it's a very um, uh, hard thing to, to to put your finger on. But you you know you it, it is it, you you really need to try uh, and and have a read of that and think about. You know, I basically wrote about what I thought my voice was, um, but if you you. you, you try what i've done and try, try it for yourself and hopefully you you will see what your what your voice is so that's that that's before really before you even write a, a word of your script so that, that, that area so so the next thing as i say everything is connected of course um but we'll try and separate things out and and we obviously um the first thing we need to talk about with the actual script is the characters are the characters uh and and i think the same rule applies to the characters as the idea uh is the character familiar but is there a but with a a twist Um, Mm. so you know we we recognize something if you know if it's in some ways you know yeah okay if your character is an alien from mars then obviously it's a completely Mm. new thing although actually it might that's mr bean now that i think about it um but um yeah you know your character is somebody uh we we need we need something to to measure what our new character is like and and the best way to do that is think oh well he's this but he's got that as well um, yeah. So that, that that's that's I think the first thing you have to think of um, with yeah. with your character. Yeah. yeah. And, and stereotypes as well. You want to make sure that they're not a stereotype, even if they may feel like a type. That's okay. Uh, and they could almost be a stereotype, but they they do actually need to feel like they exist in real life rather than yeah. uh, just someone who you know, rather than someone who who feels like uh, who feels like a foil in a sketch. Um, feels like a you know a traffic warden in a sketch who's just going to give somebody a ticket regardless or something. Yeah. That's a sort of a two-dimensional character that's being used to make jokes about an idea that won't sustain you, even as a sort of a uh, an irregular character. You do need to give them a little bit more depth than that. And I think, and I, again, one of the blogs had about sort of 10 different things that you want your character to be. But if I was to take one thing out of the uh, piece I wrote about the character, uh, they have to be proactive. They they are the, the ones who instigate uh, the, 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 the stories. And, you know, it's not... It's so often you see scripts, I see scripts, where stuff happens to people uh which is fine and there are you know there's there's, i'm not saying never do that but but it immediately puts your character at the mercy of events whereas you want your character to cause their problems they are they are the cause of their own downfall and that's true pretty well of, of of all your characters but obviously you're you're mainly concentrating on one or possibly two you've got an odd couple or something so um that. Yeah, I think I think it's good to try. Your your script will really stand out if you can apply that rule though to all of your characters, because even if somebody is 
part of a subplot or is on the other end, as it were, of, of somebody else's quest, they, they have hopes, dreams, fears, aspirations and quests as well. And so you need to make sure that emotionally, what are they getting out of this story as well? Yeah. So I was reading a script yesterday, actually, for a CBBC show that's actually happening. Um, and it, it's really good, loads of action, but it just felt like one of the characters was trying to do something. And I didn't know why they were trying to do it. And I sort of knew why, but it was good to be clear as to exactly why this character wants to do this today mm. um, and not at some other point and not, and not you know, um, some other way. So it's worth thinking how you can um, apply that across the board to all of your characters and just think, what are they trying to get out of life? What are they trying to get out of this story? What are they trying to do? Who are they trying to be so that everyone is motivated so that well, you know, if your scene were ever produced and an actor said to you, what is my character trying to do in this situation? You actually have an answer um, and that the answer is not. You need to convey the information about the scrambled eggs um, yeah. and you also need to set up this joke that we're doing later. An actor can't play that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so you need to motivate the character. You need to motivate the actor and, and that needs to start on the page. So do think about that for all your characters, not just the lead. And if, if you think about just your daily life, or how you know when you go about your daily life, you get up in the morning, and uh, you know the the first thought in the morning is, oh bloody hell, I've got this meeting that I'm not looking forward to. So so uh, you know if if you were filming your life, even that that opening thirty seconds of getting up in the morning and going sort of splashing water on your face, you are. Um, you are motivated. Uh, you might be negatively motivated, but but there is there yeah. is motivation there. And you know you've got to go. And I've got to go to the shops. So I'm going to know it's going to be a bit of a mad dash today. And so you you've kind of got all this stuff going on in your head and in your own normal life. And that's what that's what's happening to your characters. And then in, on top of all that, for your characters, this there's this thing that they want to do or they're trying to do to 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 make their lives better. So uh, which. which leads if if uh, if i may do so radio 4 segway style in, in yes, into into the, into story and um, yeah. one of the blogs uh, i did in the in the story was uh, uh it, one of the blogs was about story and it, and it was basically um, you're using your your ideas cuz uh, i think you know james you are you are mr story generator really and i think i mean maybe you'd like to talk a little bit about the the, the, the stories yeah thank you uh, for that um what's an accolade to be the story guy uh, which i'm very happy uh, to have in in general i don't think i have any special skills at thinking of stories all, all i have really is a willingness to think of loads and loads and loads and loads and loads um so what i tend to do with my characters is try to think of 50 or 100 ideas that they do just literally one-liners they don't even have to be good ideas they just have to be ideas and they can be stuff that's happened to you stuff that you've heard about uh stuff that you've written on lists even for other shows and other ideas you know ranging from um our character goes on a diet to our character decides they want to go into space uh to our character um has problems cooking breakfast to our problems uh mother just won't uh, leave them alone or, or whatever it is and then you sort of take that list of a hundred and then the ones that most excite you or interest you you just take those out take those and put them on a separate list of say maybe 15 20 30 ideas and turn them into slightly longer ideas um and then you uh take the the best say 10 of those 
and turn them into a half page sort of idea so that because storylining is really hard and it's normal to find it hard therefore the easiest way to do it is to find stories that you don't find hard that you find yeah exciting and interesting and original or that just seem perfect for your character so it's not unusual to turn over dozens and dozens of ideas before you get to the one that you want and then sometimes you go back to those ideas and realize you've thought of a way of making them work so none of this is wasted at all yeah um so that would be my sort of general tip for generating stories is just to do loads and loads, you know, spend an hour with a piece of paper and a pencil, just writing out as many as you can. Go through letters of the alphabet, go through a dictionary, go through, just click around the internet, um, just for a starting point. It doesn't matter where or how you start. And then just sort of cherry pick the best ideas and develop those and then cherry pick the best of those ideas. And, and by the end of that, you have a delicious cherry brandy uh, <laughs> that you can serve up uh, to your audience who will hopefully be too drunk to notice the jokes. <laughs> I think and, and I'd, I'd like to um, pick up on one of the one of your bugbears I know uh, is mm. uh, the story where someone says it's one of the characters birthdays now the yes. reason I mention this is because I'm working with a, another writer at the moment and we're, we're working on a, a script and he he came up with uh, and wrote quite a, a lot about something that was based around the fact that it was one of the the characters uh, birthdays and actually having gone through the, the the plot which which could have been like a 10 or 15 minutes of an episode we've kind of honed it down and it's become a very very nice um c or d plot um where right. the, the, the fact of it being the birthday is 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 just um it, it makes for a nice story and a twist on a story that i've not seen right. before so uh, okay. i was very pleased about that but but the reason i mentioned this specifically in relation to your script and you've probably already written it now and saying oh why are you telling yeah. me that is that if you can have uh, as if you've got a couple of other plots going on make sure you've not mm. just got like uh just to help the pace if you've got some more characters mm. and they're not doing much or you need something to break the pace of your main story you know have a little story that just takes three scenes and and maybe lasts three or four minutes five minutes total and that will just bring something else uh into the to to the script that 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 wasn't necessarily there at the time yeah especially because that might then give you just a couple of extra jokes here and there where you sort of need a joke um and then um or for example again a script an edit uh, a script that i'm editing at the moment um there's a nice little subplot about two guys who were going around trying to work out where a particular noise is coming from and there's a scene somewhere else that's sort of feeling like it's not quite working but actually a lot of it would be fixed if the two characters looking for the noise walk into the scene rattle things around a bit and then walk out again um and so your subplot your d plot even c plot d plot even a running joke as it were can just come in and give you a nice little counterpoint uh, to a scene that maybe needs to be quite serious, uh, but then you can just burst the bubble with something that doesn't feel like the, one of the characters is undermining it, but a character from a different scene and a different plot comes in and bursts the bubble. Uh, so, uh, so that that might be something worth thinking about. Yeah. Uh, another thing to do is check if, if your script is now written. Just check through the story beats and yeah. um, make sure that the things that happen. Um, 
aren't just kind of coming out of nowhere. Who were we talking to the other day about the the Germans episode, the Faulty Towers? They were saying, oh, "I don't, I, oh, I don't, remember. I don't buy that because you know uh, the the the, the um, thing that the the antlers the, the deer." the stag falls on Basil's head and that's what causes right. him to go uh, a bit doolally and, and and actually you know that's like a that, uh, that's not really a sort of character thing although I was thinking about it and thinking well it was just that he never got round to fixing it so that that yeah. was the sort of that was the character angle to to, to that but yeah. but um, you you do want when things go wrong as I say coming back to the character it's uh, they have caused it, it's their cause rather than yeah. it just being oh and then wouldn't it be funny now in this story if x happens well yes it might be but it will be even funnier and more satisfying if it's a direct result of your character saying oh yeah. i'm going to do this now and yeah. uh, or they were warned that if they don't do x then y will happen and they decide that don't worry that's this won't apply to me um you know whatever your character's reason if they're an optimist and they just don't take precautions then fine or if they're you know if they go if they're hasty and they go about it the wrong way then they haven't actually mitigated this thing that might happen so trying to work out the characterful way of making it your character's fault yeah So ca- carry on. Where, where are we next, though? Well, here we are. We've been talking about character and story, and character and story. And of course, uh, the one thing that uh, that that you don't see as much of as you would like to see in a script uh, is uh, jokes. So uh, a quick jokes. reminder that uh, again you've written your script now your, your, your plots are working your characters it's all very satisfying the characters have caused the, the things to happen the story's developed um, the, the things that complications have ensued and you've got a big twist at the end of act two and it's all it's all working great uh now is it funny <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> uh it's very easy and uh and again it was mentioned that when we when we uh talked to the guys at the writer's room they said this there's this um are there jokes in there can you put your hand over the name of the character and say oh i know who's making that line who's saying that joke um yeah have you got half a page where there aren't any jokes? Um, in which case, yeah. you know, what's what's happening? Is it exposition? Uh, is it absolutely necessary to have that? So get to the joke. Uh, have you got Have you got any more to, to to add to that, James? Yeah, I think sometimes. Yeah, just going through and make sure. For me, I know lots of people will say. Well, I don't have, you know, lots of te- comedies on TV now don't have jokes. Um, and I, to which I would say, yes, I think that's a real shame. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, I like jokes. And if you're trying to position yourself as a comedy writer, I think jokes would be a pretty good good start, really. Um, so it would be good just to make sure that oh, you've got three jokes per page, maybe, that would actually make someone laugh or at least, um, you know, snort in some way. And, you know, quite often one of the reasons that you don't have enough jokes is you've just got people waffling, people sort of saying stuff you don't need them to say. You can have direction. You can give people looks to look at sort of certain things. Again, your your script, just bear in mind what your script is trying to do. Your tri- Your script is trying to get interest in you and your writing. And so, therefore, it may be that if you were shooting this script or you were doing a read-through of it, that you would 
have maybe an actor say a line because quite often the stage direction doesn't quite come across in a read through and those sort of little tricks. But you want to show that you are a good writer and that you can use physicality and and, um, action as well as dialogue to convey, even though sometimes people don't read that as well off the page as they could. So, um, so yeah, so think about physical jokes as well as as well as verbal jokes and gags, um, and think about make me maybe making things more subtle by you know deleting a few lines here and there. But yeah, just making sure that that most of the lines are not far off from an actual proper joke, and it's not a character. And a joke is not a character saying a funny thing. Normally, characters most ninety nine percent of sitcom jokes, the character saying them doesn't realise that they're funny. So they're not witticisms, they're not retreads of friends' lines of, did I say that out loud? Um, and actually on that, uh, do look, I'll put a link in the show notes or something to on the Facebook page as well, uh, to my um, hack joke amnesty uh, oh, yes. uh, yeah. uh, blog post, where there are, so, there are 50, 100 lines which just keep appearing in sitcoms. And they're all secondhand jokes, basically, and you don't want any of those in your script. Did I say that out loud, kind of too much information and... Uh, he's behind me isn't he and all that kind of stuff unless you've got a really good twist on a cliche then i would think of your own way of speaking yeah and just could go back to what you were saying at the start of this this uh section um yes it is true that there's a lot of um comedy shows now that don't have so many jokes in them uh we we are we have been dealing with this issue and there will be plenty more uh podcasts to come where we are dealing with this because it because it is it's a kind of existential uh issue that, that all the channels have at the moment what is sitcom what is comedy and we will be dealing with that at a later stage but for the purposes of this competition and for this script that you know is uh, who you have been told this is not a script that's going to get made this is a script that you are writing to impress uh, the readers at the writers room and even if at some point your show is more of a dramedy uh, than a comedy um, then uh, you, you still need to be able to illustrate that you can write funny jokes so uh, don't just just concentrate on making the script as funny as mm. you possibly can yeah that's good advice and actually showing that you can do jokes is really important because then there'll be areas in the script where you might not be doing them and that that then looks intentional rather than yeah. it looks like a choice rather yeah. than because you know in a, in a 28 minute episode you can have a very serious couple of minutes because you know we want to believe in these characters we want to go along with them and so you can do that but but that will only really have a proper heartfelt resonance if, if, and the jokes sort of dry up slightly <clears throat> if you've done jokes in the rest of the episode. So um, it makes it look like you as a writer know what you're doing and that is what this script is trying to do. As, as ever, in that situation, I direct people to the pilot episode of Frasier, which is 24 minutes, I think, and has some of the greatest laughs and some of the you know most kind of deepest yeah. pathos and sadness of, of, and that's just like a pilot episode. That's and that's yeah. 20, 24 minutes long. Yeah. So you know, yeah, you, uh, yeah you you. you you can go, you know, make them laugh, make them cry, as the old showbiz yeah. adage goes. Don't yeah. necessarily the leave first... them with a song at the end, but yeah. Uh. <laughs> the first episode of um, yeah, so Peter Kay would do that, um, and th- there'd be no bad thing. Um, 
uh, the first episode of Cheers is also pretty good, and obviously Friends we we mentioned continually as the first episode being really good. So, um, so yes, so um, I've got a few little pointers in terms of polishing your script at the very end. Is that worth going? Yeah, got there yet? I I was just um, I've got one more thing to say really. Oh, please do uh, carry on. When you get to the end of your your script, has your character, your main character, learned anything? Um, if so, then it's not a sitcom script. So uh, <laughs> just make sure. Well, they that may have, they they may have learned, but they must, but they mustn't change. And I think we we are we are very happy that they've learned their lesson, but that it's not actually going to change them. And next week, they're going to make the same mistake. Ba- Basil um, has learned how to lie better. Maybe that's that's yeah. that's what you've yeah. learned. So yeah, yeah, so that that's that was the last thing I was going to say about draft one of your script so here's my uh top i don't know have i got i've got uh 10 of these um some of which we might have already covered before um if you look on my blog on sitcomgeek.blogspot.co.uk there is one called polishing your script um, and I don't even make one single reference to polishing a cowpat or a turd, so that's pretty good, isn't it? Um, so, because uh, quite often your script feels like that when you're trying to go over it. Um, and that's, again, that's completely normal. Most, you know, uh, uh, Ernest Hemingway said the first draft of anything is shit. So don't, you know, if it's good enough for Hemingway, it's good enough for us. Um, so uh, trick one, uh, start your story early. Um, in almost every single spec sitcom I read, this is the biggest problem. Whenever we've done first ten pages on on uh, on this podcast, usually nothing happens till page nine, and it's all introduction, introduction. And actually, you need to set up your characters with the story. You can always start your story sooner than you think. Um, and actually, when we spoke to the writers' room, uh, spoke to Simon and Amanda, and do go back and listen to that episode. Maybe listen to it again, having written your script. Um, that they do only read the first ten pages initially. So someone will read the first ten pages, and if it, and if it's terrible, um, they they won't read any further. So those first ten pages, you should be lighting a touch paper. You should be introducing the story and telling your characters' personalities through that story. It's like, I mean, when people talk about novels uh, as page-turners, and they, some people are a bit sniffy about that, and they're a bit disparaging, but, you know, page-turner, it means you want to know, yeah. you want to turn yeah. the page. And, and you know, you want to read those ten pages, reread your yeah. ten pages, and think, oh, right, whoever's reading this now, however small the thing is that you've set up in the beginning, you really want to know what's going to happen yeah. next. Yeah, and, and you're not setting up a movie. You are, I mean, you could... Uh, I suppose you could be writing a movie and that's fine as long as you know that that's what you're doing but um, because they are they will take a comedy script of at least 30 minutes in length for TV film radio stage or online so it can but if you're writing a sitcom at least um, then make sure you're writing a sitcom and not doing a 15 page setup for a movie um, that's very important. You can also introduce, number two, you can introduce your characters faster. So a character who wanders into a scene, quite often we have opening lines where people say, all right, hello, how are you? All those sorts of lines. And actually, they're they're nothingy lines. Anyone would say those lines. How would your character make their first impression? Um, Are they walking in with a power tool? Um, Are they walking in wearing something extraordinary? Are they walking in holding something useful? Um... And then whatever they say or do, whenever we first meet that character, we need that first action line 
to to con- we, that first sort of line that they say to be critical um, to who they are. It doesn't have to be super critical, but that will be our first impression of that character. And once the reader has formed the first impression, you will struggle to change that first impression. So make sure the first line, to so go back on your script and check the first line of every character and work out what are they doing? What are they saying? Can it be better? Can it set up the character faster? Um, Rachel Green turns up in a wedding dress in Friends. That's a great way to start, isn't it? Um, so, um, so it's just worth thinking: What are your characters doing? Um, they're not if if they're sitting reading the paper, which is a pretty boring start. Why, you know, what is, what are they reading in the paper? Are they reading the obituaries? What paper is it? Is it a year old paper? Is it? Um, are they reading it in a particularly strange way or whatever it is? Are they cutting things out of the paper? Um, you know, all of these things are significant and I think you need to just attend to the detail on all of those. Um, uh, number three, have we got anything on that, Dave? Yeah, I just wanted to add that the, the flip side to that is that once the character has, has said what they have to say in the scene, then uh, get get them out as quickly as you got them in often again i see scripts where there are four or five people standing around but only two of them are are, are talking Mm. so uh unless there's a reason uh for your character to be there just get them out and one of the ways that you get them out is is having some them say something funny as they leave so that adds to your jokes and adds to your character driven jokes as well and also gives it gives them somewhere to go and therefore a quest it gives them a character what, where are they going? Why do they have to leave? That's that's all good stuff. Make, don't just make an entrance, make an exit. Yeah. Um, okay. That, number um, three. Number three is you don't don't introduce all of your characters at once. So if you have eight characters, don't have them all in the first scene. Um, maybe just have three of them or two of them, and then add a third, add a fourth, and then lose one, and just give the reader a chance to work out and also you know give them a variety of names if they're all called pete jess steve colin andrew um jeff and mickey um that's that's those those names get a bit same i know it seems odd having a having a, a caucasian male say all of these names are just the same um because <laughs> it sounds like the sort of thing that one might say about Johnny Foreigner but actually you could have some slightly odd names that will actually make a character more memorable if you have a character who's a real character give them a bit of a character name um you know and also you can have a Mary that's fine but maybe have a Persephone or a Serenity or a, you know or whatever um again uh, again come back coming back to that first scene in friends um they they each character introduced one at a time and again think of the, the names that they have in in friends um Chan, chandler uh monica you know and uh they're, they're sort of the phoebe they're, they're just slightly slightly off beam names and then um and then you get um they're each introduced very much in the form of their character and then as as you say rachel enters wearing a wedding dress and that's that's a great you know that that that's separates out you know even though there are six of these these six people we 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 can see each character and this is again this all happens in the first three minutes yeah yeah um, so the next one is just check that each character then has a unique voice. You should be able to tell, and this is something that Simon Nelson said from the writer's room as a way of him checking whether the script is any good is covering up the names and he should be able to tell who's speaking from what they're saying and how they're saying it. Um, 
So you want to make sure that all of your, you know, um, Blackadder and Baldrick do not talk in the same way. Um, Adina and Safi do not talk in the same way. So you want to be really clear and distinct in, in their speech patterns and the way in the way they talk. Um, number five, look very closely at the first couple of pages. So please, please, please avoid spelling mistakes and typing errors and, you know, formatting issues and all that kind of stuff. There's really no reason or need to get the formatting wrong. They won't mark you down because it's formatted badly, but you are making it harder for them to mark it up. And help is at hand if you actually go to the BBC Writers' Room. There is plenty of stuff on formatting. Uh, there i think some of the I've, I've spoken to some people about this recently i mean i think some of the information about formatting is contradictory but i think the main thing i would say is if if you uh, if you have dyslexia for instance and a lot of people in comedy do mm. um then do you know run your don't be afraid to run your script past somebody you know, a sympathetic person who will check for spelling mistakes and most of the time it doesn't really matter but occasionally there might be uh, a misspelling that that, that alters the meaning of of the joke or the sentence so yeah print it out and give it to a give it to an auntie um, you know who isn't and you're not asking them whether they think it's funny or not you're literally asking them to check the spelling um, because spell checkers sort of don't don't always catch everything because of proper names and all that kind of thing um so number six, be brutal about action lines. It's really dispiriting to read a script that has half a page of this happens, then this, then this, then this, they do this. And, you know, also they're slightly kind of directing it from the page as well, which I think is um, can be a bit of an issue, even though you sort of are at liberty to write what you want and be as specific as you want. Be as, in a way, be as sparing on your action lines as you are on your dialogue and spend time... Um, just making sure the action is efficient and set up as efficiently as possible um, so that it, it, it does it, it is dispiriting I, I always think to turn a page and to have to read a lot of action so um, be really sparing in your use of it but be very clear as I was going to say I've just had a theory uh, it may or may not work at all but I'm just thinking next time you're looking through your uh, action and there's like two or three lines of somebody doing something just suddenly write he falls down and then <laughs> move on to the next thing um, I don't know it might work it yeah. might not work at all but uh, yeah. it's comedy and if yeah. he falls down it will get a laugh yeah. so there just That's as you assume, I think it was Mike Shepard when we spoke to him um, from uh, one of the BBC radio contract writers, and he just oh, yeah, he, yeah. he just said everything can be shorter, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that that not just applies to scripts; it also applies to lines and uh, of dialogue, but it also applies to action. So just think, how short can it be? Um, and then uh, clarity is really important. Um, number seven. There's so much to do on those first few pages, but you're making life very difficult for the reader if it's just not crystal clear what's going on. Where are they? Um, Who is there? What are they trying to achieve? And again, people watch uh, Inside Number Nine or League of Gentlemen or those sorts of mystery things or horror type things. 
and they're trying to set up mystery and suspense. And that to blend that with comedy is really, really difficult. And actually, you don't want to confuse your reader still. You want to give them, you, feel free to give them the completely wrong impression and you can pull the rug under them underneath, but at least give them a rug, um, you know, give them, give them something um, to, to hang on to, even if you then subvert it on page 10 and on page 20, you reveal the whole thing is a dream, you know, like the matrix sort of every 10 minutes. It's a, Hey, you think it's this, but it's this, Hey, you think it's this, but it's this. But the fact is you, you thought it was something before you were told it was something else. But you do read scripts where you think this this isn't anything. <laughs> I don't know who these people are, where they are, what they're trying to do. Um, so again, just make sure it's clear. And again, maybe that's something you can ask a friend to read and get them to describe the scene back to you. And again, you're not asking their opinion whether it's funny or not, because I'm always very suspicious about people reading a script and taking non-professional advice about whether something's funny or not because people don't really know how to read scripts but maybe as a reading comprehension you could ask a sibling or somebody to just read the first three pages and get them to tell you what's happening and if they can't you've got a problem yeah that's and and interestingly because that's often what's happened to me I think where I've been sitting in a room with a producer and it was obviously clear to me what was happening yeah hang on am I being a bit silly here he said that but didn't he just say this and you sort of go oh yeah but but the thing is that he did it and as soon as I start to explain it I really think well I didn't make it clear enough yeah Uh, and the other thing and and I'm sure we've spoken about this a lot before but uh, at every stage when you're writing um, read your script aloud read the dialogue aloud because uh, and and again this is something I know James you're very keen on is you know make it sound like how people talk yes Um, again that's the thing we see in a script where somebody thinks they've written a a, a beautiful joke and it may have been a beautiful joke but it 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 sort of looks a bit weird coming from that person in that situation situation yeah so, to I mean, there, 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 there are two kinds of unbelievable lines one is people lapse into sketch speak which is somebody saying i didn't come here to be insulted and you know no no one has said that since a retired colonel in tunbridge wells in about 1931 that's that line does not exist it only exists in comedy land and it only exists in a way in which somebody will say well why did you come here then or something like that it's it's a tr- it's now a hack line but then also yeah the other things are hack lines which are just sort of or or lines which are they have to say a certain thing in a certain way so that the next line works and is a really nice joke when actually again i read one of those in a script the other day where i just thought this punchline's really good but the setup is that i don't know what he this person would not say that there and then and therefore that in sort of invalidates the punchline so be really brutal um for, uh, number eight tighten it up um every single line in the script should justify its place delete any line that isn't either character action or a joke um and then you know there's no room for meh or filler or or wit or um you know and if possible turn a character line into a joke or turn a joke into something that drives the story along. So ideally, your line should be fulfilling two or three things rather than just one thing. But they certainly they certainly should be doing one thing. Um, and, you know, look at each scene and ask whether it can be shorter, because it probably could. Could you come in later? Could you leave it earlier? Um, could you avoid repeating information unnecessarily? A little bit of a plot recap isn't bad. 
Um, but you can always make your script shorter, tighter, leaner and meaner. And they would rather have 28 tight, funny pages than 36 baggy pages. Um, so, you know, and for that, what I normally do is print the script out and go somewhere where I don't have access to my computer and just get a pen and just go through it and just start trying to cut stuff and be really brutal about cutting. Um, and then hopefully I'll pick up number nine typos in that situation and number 10 I can check for jokes and make sure that I'm ticking the fact that there are for me I would like a joke every third line so I would like five jokes per page Um, you know every joke should be either a setup to a joke or a joke or a or a breather after a joke Um, so um, so those would be my uh, top tips really for tightening and tightening and tightening that script and that's one thing that Seinfeld said I, the, I posted an interview on Facebook with him a while ago where you know he said you know here's the one thing we can say about Seinfeld it was tight he would say it was tight yeah. and it really is yeah. it's absolutely it is tight as a, a drum moment there not yeah. at all and yet um, for, for a show where they seem to talk about nothing you know for a show which seems to not be about anything or which seems to meander it is absolutely tight as you like If you want to uh, check out in more detail what, what we've been talking about, there are 15 or 20 blogs or so up on the Patreon uh, page. Uh, one, uh, the da- daily ones, are ones about character, plot, jokes, polishing your script, all that. It's all there, finding your voice. Um, any, anything that you're struggling with at the moment, just, just have a quick look through and hopefully uh, they'll be of some use to you. And uh, why not become a patron as well while you're at it? And uh, we can, you get lots of goodies. You will get a lot of goodies and there's a lot of uh, fantastic interviews we've already recorded which you will get first access to and they might not be released for weeks and months afterwards uh, to uh, to everybody else. So lots and lots of um, Patreon-only stuff as well. So uh, do come and uh, have a look at that. Um, thanks, Dave. You should go and do your thing. Uh, I will remind listeners to look at the BBC Writers' Room comedy uh, website. Uh, the script deadline is Monday, the sixteenth of April at five p.m. of twenty eighteen, and um, you know you need to log in and do stuff before that. So don't leave it to the last minute. Go back and listen to the previous episode we did with the writers' room a couple of uh, podcasts ago, um, and uh, find us on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. And send us an email sitcomgeeks at gmail dot com. Thanks very much, Dave. Thank you very much, and thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.